Good morning. Welcome to Bethany Presbyterian Church online. Every week we say we are an inclusive faith community, and that is as true today as it always is. No matter who you are, no matter where you are in life, you are welcome today. Aaron and I are sitting a responsible six feet apart. And Brian is far away at the piano. You might be wondering why we are here at all, given the stay-at-home order. Governor Inslee announced an exception for small groups of faith leaders to gather for the purposes of ensuring virtual community. So we are here, but we are doing our best to stay safe and stay at home the rest of the week. As we're gathering, I want to invite you to comment and say good morning, wave to the people virtually around you, tell us where you're worshiping from, greet one another as warmly as we can, leave a comment saying good morning, hello, glad to be here. I am sure glad to be here with you, I know Aaron is as well. And Brian, too. We are glad you joined us this morning. passage for today is Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 through 14. If you've got your Bible nearby or Bible Gateway online is a great resource. Ezekiel is towards the middle of your Bible. If you flip it open you'll probably land in Isaiah, Jeremiah, and then Ezekiel right after that. It's Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 through 14. Ezekiel says, The Lord's power overcame me, and while I was in the Lord's spirit, he led me out and set me down in the middle of a certain valley. It was full of bones. He led me through them all around, and I saw that there were a great many of them on the valley floor, and they were very dry. He asked me, Mortal, can these bones live? I said, Lord God, only you know. He said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the Lord's word. The Lord God proclaims to these bones, I am about to put breath in you. And you will live again. I will put sinews on you, place 
flesh on you and cover you with skin. When I put breath in you and you come to life, you will know that I am the Lord. I prophesied just as I was commanded. And there was a great noise as I was prophesying, and then a great quaking, and the bones came together bone by bone. And when I looked, suddenly there were sinews on them, and the flesh appeared, and then they were covered over with skin. But there was still no breath in them. God said to me, prophesy to the breath, mortal. Say to the breath, the Lord God proclaims, come from the four winds, breath, breathe into these dead bodies and let them live. I prophesied just as he commanded me, and when the breath entered them, they came to life and stood on their feet, an extraordinarily large company. He said to me, Mortal, these bones are the entire house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. So now prophesy and say to them, The Lord God proclaims, I am opening your graves. I will raise you up from your graves, my people, and I will bring you to Israel's fertile land. You will know I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, my people. I will put my breath in you and you will live. I will plant you on fertile land and you will know that I am the Lord. I've spoken and I will do it. This is what the Lord says. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's a jarring passage, isn't it? Macabre. This dream of a valley full of bones. It might feel like the very last thing we need to hear right now about bones and death and valleys and pits. But stick with me. I think there's something here for us. This vision comes in a time of enormous destruction and suffering. Ezekiel's community is in exile means their homes have been destroyed, they've been marched hundreds of miles from their homes, and resettled in a foreign land. Nothing is normal, and nothing is going to be normal anytime soon. Our suffering is not their suffering. And yet, I wonder if we know a little bit about what they were facing. Nothing is normal, and nothing is going to be normal anytime soon. Ezekiel, in this context, had a vision of a valley full of bones, and God asked, Can these bones live? Can these bones live? It would seem to be a rhetorical question. Bones can't live. Dry bones? And yet, when it's God asking in a dream, can these bones live, you might wonder. 
can these bones live? And Ezekiel answers, God knows. Can these bones live? For Ezekiel, the question is, can his people rise again, even though they are dislocated and destroyed and defeated and utterly without hope? Can they live again? Can these bones live? For us, there is so much that seems to be passing away. Normalcy, intimacy, community. Can these bones live? God knows. It seems impossible. But God tells Ezekiel to prophesy, to speak life, speak to those dead bones, speak words of life, and Ezekiel does what he is told. And what a strange scene develops, a strange scene and noisy, too, as bones click and clatter, and toe bones find feet bones, and feet bones find ankle bones, and ankle bones find leg bones, find hip bones, and ribs wrap around empty space, and spines stand up one vertebra as a time, as if they were in a yoga class, and fingers come back together, and joints pop. And then sinews and ligaments and muscles and flesh and skin until finally where there had only been bones, there are now bodies all around. And again, God says to Ezekiel, prophesy, speak life. And Ezekiel does as he is told, and he calls to the winds, to the north wind and the south wind and the east wind and the west wind. He calls to the create the life, the wind, the breath of creation to come and enter these bodies, and they live. These bones live again. This is the only one of Ezekiel's prophecies that doesn't have a date attached to it. And Eli Wiesel, who survived the Holocaust, says that is because this passage is not just for one time, but for every time. This vision was for Ezekiel's people, lost in exile where nothing was normal and nothing was going to be normal anytime soon. And this vision is for us, where nothing is normal. Nothing's going to be normal anytime soon. Where we see death, life is still lurking. Where we feel anxiety or fear, our call is like Ezekiel's, to speak life, to speak life. How can we speak life to one another and to ourselves right now? How can you speak life to those who are closest to you, who are probably struggling with all of this, who may feel cut off or almost without hope? 
What can you say that will bring life? I see you. I'm with you. I love you. We will be together again. You are a child of God, holy and beloved. Speak life to each other. And speak life to yourself. Whether you suddenly find yourself with long, long hours of alone time, or you are in too small of a space with too much chaos, either way, speak life to yourself. Tell yourself each day is a new day. Tell yourself this is shaping me in ways I will never guess. Tell yourself do not be afraid. I am not alone. We are all in this together. Encourage yourself. Say to yourself, I am a child of God, holy and beloved. Speak life. Because see, what Ezekiel discovered was that words of life have power. They change us. They bring life where we are afraid or where we are hopeless or where we are alone and cut off. Speak life. This is our challenge this week, to speak life into one another's lives. Call someone each day and speak a word of life. Speak life to yourself. Speak life. Speak hope. Speak love. Amen.
we come to the time in our service where we pray with and for one another. This is a time to name what's on your mind. I invite you to do that through the comments. What's been hard this week? Who are you worried about? It can be related to the coronavirus, but it doesn't have to be. What else has been on your mind this week? A couple of prayer requests that got sent in before Sunday morning. One is from Cynthia Flores. She requests prayers for the family of Larry Schott. Larry passed away this week from complications of diabetes. And his wife has been really struggling with the possibility that she won't be able to attend his interment. We also pray from Cynthia with prayers for Sherry. She's in the third trimester of a high-risk pregnancy, and she is working as a respiratory therapist. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. In addition, Peter Walsh asked for our prayers for his friend Zen Mei in Tianjin, China. She has cervical splenosis and is in a lot of pain. Lord, in your mercy. Abby Waters prays for her niece, who is a nurse, for all our health care workers. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. From Rachel Haxtema, prayers of all those in, North, in New York City. Fear and isolation in apartments and all those who are working in hospitals and health care. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Marcy Walls prays for the safety and protection for first responders and healthcare workers. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Prayers from Betty Knopf that after spring break, her students will truly engage in learning. So far, she's only heard from one student's family. For teachers and students alike, God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. From Cheryl Russell, she says, I need prayers for myself that my anxieties would go away. Cheryl's not alone in that. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. From Linda Gaines, she notices that the story of the hymn writer, of the hymn we just sang, is a sad one, and yet his words are good for the ages. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. From Toby Roberts, he's mourning the loss of a friend this week. Dave Almonte, prayers for his family and friends. God, in your mercy. Evelyn Coakley Wright prays for firefighters. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Catherine Dahl prays uh, prayers if she pleads with her mother to stay home. Prayers for all who are trying to care for parents. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. From Michael Syverson, prayers for teachers, students, and parents during this difficult time. And also prayers for his 100-year-old Aunt Lillian. Prayers from Rachel Haxtema of joy and thanksgiving for Phoebe Ray, who is two years old. God, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Prayers from Samantha Sutherland, 
for everyone who's concerned about Easter and those who have birthdays during this time, that our celebrations will be joyful. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Rachel Farr prays for all of us that we might not be afraid and that we could speak life to each other. God, in your mercy. And another prayer of happy birthday to Phoebe. Would you join me as we pray together? We'll be praying a prayer that Nadia Boltz-Weber, a Lutheran pastor, prayed this week. It spoke to me, and I hope it might speak to you as well. Let's pray. God, who made us all, our healers are exhausted, God. Give rest to those who care for the sick. Our children are bored, God. Grant extra creativity to their caregivers. Our friends are lonely, God. Help us to reach out. Our leaders are doing the best they can, God. Help them to know it is enough. Our workers are jobless, God. Grant us the collective will to take care of them. Our parents are losing their minds, God. Bring unexpected play and joy and dance parties to all in need. Our grocery workers are absorbing everyone's anxiety, God. Protect them from us. Our elderly are even more isolated, God. Comfort them. We haven't done this before. And we are scared, God. I don't even know what else to pray for. So we pray the prayers and the words you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I am so proud to say that we are a community that is able to continue paying all of our workers through this crisis. I am so thankful that we are able to do that. We are able to do that because of your generosity, because of the recurring donations you make online, because of the checks you faithfully send, because of your direct deposits. If you have the capability and you can give to Bethany and aren't already, I'd ask that you do that so that we can continue to support our staff. You can do that at bethanytacoma.org backslash give. It's easy and straightforward. It helps our community continue to be this place of love and togetherness. But we don't just support each other financially. We support each other through gratitude as well. We give thanks for so much in our lives. So I wonder what you are giving thanks for this week. 
We've already given thanks to Phoebe Ray, or for Phoebe Ray and her two-year-old birthday. Thank you, God. For what else are you giving thanks this week? I'm giving thanks for emails from a lot of you about how you're doing and phone calls that have come out of the blue with so much gratitude. What else are you grateful for? How have you seen God? What's giving you hope? Prayers of thanksgiving for family time. What a gift it can be. What else are you grateful for? What's giving you hope? Prayers of thanksgiving from Beth Sanford that her brother Andy is home from the hospital. Prayers of thanksgiving for Rugi, who had a birthday this week. Prayers of thanksgiving for the time to bake, and time to respond to emails, and time to walk, and time to sit quietly, and time to organize my sock drawer. <laughs> Prayers of thanksgiving for the ability to work from home, for the new signs of life in nature, for technology that allows a teacher to communicate with his students, for time for contemplation, Thankfulness for Taya, who turns nine this week. Happy birthday, Taya. Is there anything else you want to name that you're grateful for this week? Truly, God has given us so much. May gratitude shape these days as much or more than any of our anxieties or our fears. close out with a song we know really well and it speaks of amazing grace and it's got a bit of a twist as my chains are gone so may you feel amazing grace and unending love right now and throughout the rest of the week and I hope that some of you are singing along I really miss your voices and I imagine you singing from your kitchens and your living rooms and your bedrooms and wherever you are
go now back into your everyday, ordinary, weird lives. And as you go, may you go with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the unending love of God, and the power of the Holy Spirit, this day and unto your life eternal. Amen. Amen.